Hello, everybody. Yes, you know it. It's Anthony Quinn. I say this all the time. It's Quinnspiracy. And sometimes one of our slogans is, sometimes the truth is funny. Yes. <laughs> but I'm not going to say any more, and I'm going to pull up this very gracious, not-so-young man, I, I think. <laughs> Brett Hi, Eidman, everybody. Hey, how you doing, buddy? I am doing... Hey, okay, a bit stressed out, but I'm doing okay. Hey, I called um, you. Not, I called you not so young these days. That's pretty good, right? <laughs> I, I, well, that's being truthful. I, I am not so young. <laughs> I I'm, have, I'm getting there, man. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. The world's falling apart, dude. Right? It's not that bad to accept that I'm not so young anymore, right? <laughs> yeah, the world is falling apart. I'm getting old, and I'm falling apart. <laughs> I think you're doing fine, dude. I see you like in Santa Claus outfits and stuff. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. I bought a really, really cheap Santa Claus outfit to do a couple of little things for the kids and also to take some pictures with a new product that I'm putting out. And uh, um, I, I, it was so cheap that like the, the, the beard, the beard on the Santa Claus outfit was like fiberglass. <laughs> and I was, I breathed it, I was, I was breathing it in and uh, like, I'm like spitting this stuff out of my mouth, and about an hour later, I'm like having a hard time breathing. I'm oh coughing, and, and uh, I'm like, uh, I'm going to throw the beard up in the attic because I could use a little bit more insulation. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, it really, that, that beard was like, I, I mean, I can't wear it anymore because it, it made me itch. I mean, it did, it did everything that fiberglass does. That's by saying, well, aren't you Jewish? You're Jewish, right? I am Jewish, but I can So don't fucking a, put on a Santa suit. <laughs> <laughs> you have no business putting on a Santa suit, buddy. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that was God's way of saying, "Hey, you're a Jew, now get out of the costume." <laughs> Stay on your side, pal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's across the line. Wow. That's cool though. No, man, it looks like you're having fun. Um this is not an infomercial. Um and Brett does not buy advertising on this show. But True. I just like would like to ask you about your product because I'm interested in it, real quick. Okay, and I'll, I'll tell you where I'm at with it too, which okay. is uh, which is what's stressing stressing me out. Okay, um, I invented a, a product that I'm calling now ProMat 99, which is a soul sanitizing system that uses UV light to kill 99.9 percent .9 of the viruses and germs on the bottom of your shoe or sneaker, and. It's really cool. You step on it, you, you, you rub your feet on a rubber mat, then you step to the right, and then a UV light shines up. Um, you're, you're on a steel platform, and, and within seconds, it kills all the nasty stuff on the bottom of your shoe or sneaker. And um, so I've been working on this thing for like five years, and I got to the point where, um, where I'm production ready. I have all the drawings. I have the prototypes. I've, I've done like four or five different prototypes. I had everything tested. I had um, um, I have three patents on it. I have a lot of stuff. I so I'm all ready. And so there's been a couple of companies. I decided that I want to go the licensing route, and um, which means that I would get a percentage of the sales. But the other a company would come in and pick up the uh, manufacturing costs, and then um, and then would market it and put it out there, and then and I would get a royalty. So um, because if I did it myself. If I say if I if I became the manufacturer and I became the the marketing guy and the marketing is it would cost me millions of dollars. Well, it to just get becomes it becomes a whole different thing. Then it then yeah. you're not just a inventor. You're a, a, a everything. You know, you invented yeah. something, and you're looking for somebody who markets things to help you to help you get it out there. 
Yeah, and, and the thing needs injection molding, which is basically how they make you know big plastic things and stuff. And yeah, and yeah. Um, those molds are made of steel, and we would need you know a few molds made, and they're really really expensive. Um, and then then you know then you have to go into production. Like I was getting prices. There's like thirty different, like thirty to forty different little parts inside of this whole unit, and each one of those parts is, is relatively expensive. Yeah. And if you order just a few, you're paying top dollar. Yeah. So you need yeah. to order in quantity yeah. Um, yeah. or you're not getting a deal. And one, one quantity order would cost me a million and a half dollars just for that one part mm. in quantity. Yeah. And so the numbers are just like way beyond my comprehension. And, and, uh, yeah. um, and, I, so- and I wasn't sure that, um, you know, how far I was going to go with this thing until I, until I would like say, okay, look, I'm not going to be the manufacturer in this, you know, but I got to a point where, where I said, well, that's, that's the realistic way to go and try to hook up with somebody who mm-hmm. has the money, the resources and has the, the where it all to, to get this thing out on the so, market. So let me ask you a question real quick. Yeah. Um, so now this is very interesting to me. And one of the reasons why I brought it up is because you were doing this way before the pandemic. And now this is like a big thing, right? Everybody wants to sanitize everything. And here you have a mat that sanitizes your shoes. What, what did the panda, what did, what did that whole thing play into it? How did that play into it? Well, everybody thought like I just kind of jumped on the pandemic, you know, wagon, you know, yeah. and because it seems like I, that, I, I mean, for them to think that would be pretty reasonable, I would think. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Cause there are, yeah. cause there are people that have put stuff out, you know, garbage that, 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 or, or something that was not, not that complicated. Um, of course, you know, I like to do things that are complicated and, and, uh, and ridiculously, you know, rough to do, but, but, uh, um, so yeah, I started this in early 2016. Okay. And, um, right. so I'm going up on you know, almost five years cool. in. Cool. So That's right great. now where it stands is that I'm in a negotiation with a major company that could send this thing way over the top. Like if, if um, you know, if they put it, if, if, if negotiation goes well, right now the, my lawyer and their lawyer are, are, are working, trying to work out a deal. And then we had a big meeting yesterday. And um, so um, I'm hoping that the, the, the negotiations, you know, go well. Yeah. And well, you know, it's just both, like, yeah, both parties are happy. Yeah. It's just like with the, like the stuff you post about your acting stuff. And we talked a little bit, about this last time with your acting, you know, your auditions and stuff. All you can right. do is show up, dude. You made the thing. You know, it works. Um, you know, now it's, a, it's you know, it's kind of like uh, you got to play the game a little and hope for the best. Just, you know, um, I don't know. It, it's, it's we live in crazy times, dude. You know? <laughs> Definitely. And, 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 and basically, you know, in, the, in a business negotiation, there's one side that um, doesn't want to spend much money. And then the other side wants that money, you know, like, like, you know, yeah. so well, I'm, you know. Ask, I'm asking for money and they don't want to give the money and everybody's got to compromise. We've got to do this, do that. And, and, um, I think that if both sides are reasonable, then, then you can come to terms. Um, but sometimes, yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's yeah. the, the, the big companies, this is the problem, Brett, is that you're, uh, 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 you know, regular dude, you're just, you know, um, you right. know, family man, you invented this. Um, the corporations have dozens of lawyers, have all kinds of lawyers. This is just business as usual to them. 
So, exactly. So they're just coming in like, you know, all right, whatever. Well, this is what we have. So they're going through the motion. So you just got to, you know, I think you I, I think you're doing great. And um, Thank you. um, how's the um, how's the how's the auditioning and stuff doing? You get any good parts? I know I, I always see you so busy. Yeah, well, but one, one thing before I get into that, I just want to tell you one more thing, and then we'll, we'll, okay. move, we'll move on, because right. okay. uh, I know it's not an infomercial. It's so funny, because like, like before I started to negotiate with, <laughs> with, with, with these people, I hear about like you know how much money they have, and this one guy's got millions of dollars, and he got this. Everybody's talking a big game until it's time to pay the other guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then they start, you see their hands start shaking when they're writing out the check. I know. I, I know, dude. $300 million. Dollars. <laughs> what happened, big guy? Now you got to pay somebody? Why is your oh, hand oh, so my. shaky? <laughs> I'm asking for a couple of thousand, and you're freaking out. You guys, you're sitting on three hundred million. Come on, you know. Yeah, and Brett, I mean, you know, I can relate yeah. that to just the conspiracy stuff because you right. try to make sense of of how what people think and and how could they you know believe this kind of stuff, you know? And yeah. the thing is, man, is who knows and who. I'm starting to be like, who cares? Um, right, right, you know, right. I care about the information, but I'm starting to right. care less about what people believe, man, because, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because we have, you have to put a value on it and uh, what's the difference if it was done this way or that way and it was yeah, done and that's so, that. But so, well, I want to get into, the, like, you know, you're acting and stuff. I've been doing comedy. I had, you know, they just closed the city down again, so I had a couple um, booked mics I was running down there. Uh-huh. And um, so, I mean, this is what, it, when when things like this happen and the, the environments like this, this is what you have to do. You have to try to just keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. You know, like, you know, the auditions. I'm, I was in Jersey last night. I'll be somewhere, an undisclosed location tonight. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and are people um, showing up to those places? What? Are people showing up? No, just some, you know, there's some places where some comics go, everybody's got masks on, everything's acted, you know, a lot of them are posted and they are legal, I'm just not talking about them, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, right. So, I mean, it, it's just, <laughs> I don't know, man, I mean, it's 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 very interesting to me, and I, I'll ask you this question real quick, because I asked somebody this the other day, um, if I told you, because we're talking about your Mac came out five years ago. You started it five years ago. So five yeah. years ago, about when you were starting your Mac, if I had told you, um, hey, there's going to be a pandemic and stuff's going to be closed down for like eight to ten months, would would this, like after you thought about it for a minute or two, would what came to your mind, would that, you know, whatever you thought, how it would be, would that be better than what actually happened or worse? Um. I, I don't know. Um, I, I, there is a side of me that says, like, you know, with this whole thing, like, like you know, strike why the iron is hot. You know, right now the, the pandemic is is, is is out of control, and, and, and it's, and it's going to get a little worse before it gets better. Um, um, also, there's another side to this. People have less money. People have people. People don't know what they're coming or going with their jobs. Yeah. You know, so I, you know, it's hard to it's hard to make all of this out or, or even to predict if something is going to be a hit or not a hit or if the climate changes, you know, um, I'm sure there's been a lot of people that have put things out and then either somebody beat them to the punch or made something better. Um, well, well, I'm not even just saying yeah. about your product. I was just using that no. time frame. I was just saying okay. like, like, like what would the, the effect on, on society, like on everything, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, aside from the, the, um, your product, 
Like, right. what if I told you, like, listen, everything's shutting down for 10 months, even like two years ago, if I told you everything's shutting down for 10 months, would you think that it would be exactly like this or you think it would have been worse or better? Um, I think it'd be very similar to what we're going through right now okay. because I think that, that people, um, they're still not, there are still people not taking this thing seriously. Mm. And I think a lot of us are sitting back and like going like, I'd say like, I can't believe this is going on. Like, like what, like what the hell's going on here? Like, this is bizarre. Um, uh, so the I Christmas know, thing I surprised me, man. I, I was saying to myself, I, there was no way they're going to cancel Christmas and they did, dude. You know, I don't know. Well, when you say cancel Christmas, what do you, what do you well, mean? Well, I'm saying like, you know, I just thought Christmas would be more open. You know what I'm saying? I thought stuff would be. Oh, this is, yeah, this is a very, this is a very downer Christmas. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, really I just the, thought the that the. Christmas, yeah. I thought the powers that, you know, like, this is the thing. Like, if you think about, if you're somebody who does believe in conspiracy theories and you think it's all the corporations and stuff like that. And I think that definitely exists on some level, but I'm really starting to think it's just paperwork. Right. So, so what I'm saying is, if it if it is fake, right? If if it's just propaganda, these companies would be making their money. Stuff would be open. They would be encouraging people to go and spend money. You I don't. Know? I don't think. Yeah, I, I don't think that that. I don't think anybody wants to shut anything down. Um, yeah, I, I don't, that's I think, what I'm like, saying. They, yeah. they, you know, people people getting mad at the politicians. They get mad at like. What advantage do they have in shutting stuff down? Like, so, so people can get pissed off at them? Like, like <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, like nobody nobody looks good by shutting something down. But they, they're, they, they're they, shutting they, down the stuff of the people that fund their campaigns. That's true, but but they're <laughs> but they're putting people's lives first and your salary second, yeah. um, your livelihood second. I, I you know look, it's it's a horrible horrible thing, and they shut all the restaurants down and. Half of the restaurants in the United States are closed, you know, permanently. And so, so, so this is so this is why one reason why I'm talking about this because a lot of the conspiracy people they just want to like focus on like see see fifty percent of the restaurants are closed, bread. They're closed, so what, so, but so, so who benefits from that? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, like the powers that be are probably they want to get back up and running. You know, exactly. the global elite right now, the global elite right now is probably pissed that they could be making more money. Right. And then wouldn't, and how come, how come the president is not jumping on the, on the fact that, um, hey, the vaccine just came out. Like, why doesn't the president, like, here's an opportunity to make himself look good on a realistic level. Like, I know. He, can, he, can, he can come out and say, look, I am so happy that we, we did warp speed, uh, warp, whatever they call it, thing, and um, uh, that we got the vaccine out there. We hope that it gets everybody healthy and, and, and uh, it prevents deaths and everything else. He should be prancing around <laughs> saying that this happened on my watch. And, and and he's not doing that. I'm okay. Like, like, All right. I know you're like a, yeah. you're like kind of like I like to argue about politics with people. I I, I catch a little bit of well, that. Well, what I'm saying here's an opportunity for him to look good. You know. And I'm like, why don't you jump on that? Don't be a political troll on my podcast. All right, Brett. Okay. Okay. I just I'm just trying to help him out. I'm trying to help Trump out. He's been. Dude, down, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, you know, this yeah, whole thing but I know, is... It's just weird times, man. This whole thing has been a circus. I mean, the, the fucking yeah. election, everything was such a circus. And, um, 
you know, I've never witnessed anything like it. I mean, I guess with the, with the pandemic and all this stuff, there's so many variables and so, you know, um, I think what we all have, what I'm trying to do for myself, and sometimes I say we, I'm really just talking about myself. Um, we just have to try to just be thankful that we're, you know, we're, we're living in a prosperous um, place where we can live, you know, and where we can, where things are, things are good. Things are good here, man. You know, we have to well, try things, to make things are, things are good here for us. We're, yeah. We we've managed to stay alive and and, and live yeah. in live in a decent area. We live we don't live that far from each other, and um, you know we're we're fortunate in that we have a roof over our head and there's food on the table. And um, but you I'm know, saying in, as, in America, yeah. as as you know, as a country, I mean, you know, in general, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, general, in general, I mean, you know, there's no barbarians coming. You know, there's, <laughs> right. I mean, for the well, most you know, part, you know, we have to, we try, have, I, I think you just have to, and I'm not a visionary. I'm not trying to like give wisdom to people, but it's frustrating, dude, because what, what, what else can we do? We can only just go on with our lives, dude. Do, do your best and go on with your life. And, and if you can help somebody else along the way, then help them. You know, we, we. I heard a statistic the other night that I couldn't believe. It's like there's 10 million people that are are going hungry each night, you know, in our country. And here's a rich country that me and you love being here. We 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 we're 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 like we're happy. We have good lives. We have this and that. But but we're fortunate, you know. And and, and I'm with you. But like with the statistic, okay? I didn't mean to cut you off. With that statistic, like who put it out? Um, Who did the? Who did the? You know, where does it come from? I'm not saying it's bullshit. But I'm right. saying is, um, oh, just tonight, just tonight, ten million people. How, no, no, how, no, just, yeah, you know, yeah, not, not, not just tonight. I'm just saying that these. The, no, 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 the, not, uh, not just tonight. Yeah. I'm saying is every night, like every night, like they're. How is that being? Where are they getting the information from? I'm just so skeptical well, about information yeah. these days. And listen, this a lot of people are on their knees right now. People lost their businesses, right. lost their jobs. Um, but, you know, I just think there's so much, the reason why I'm saying this is because there's so much fear mongering. You know, it's, it's, everybody's on the fear bandwagon now. And I just can't mm-hmm. do that, dude. I can't live that way. Right, right. You know, even in a conspiracy, even on a conspiracy podcast, dude. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, live, live, live a good life. Be decent to people. Yeah. And, um, but, but don't, don't live life with blinders on and, and think that, that there's, there's not other things going on. You know, you should oh, be aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, um, your That's you know. it. If you live your life every day, right, and you keep your eyes open, then you'll notice stuff. But if you just right. focus on everybody, oh, the UFOs. The, okay, so we're going we're gonna to start talking about some conspiracy stuff now. So, um, so, but yeah, so, I mean, so you have to, if you, if, like the UFO thing. All right? right. Everybody's crazy about the UFO thing. Now there was a UFO sighting in New Jersey, and everybody went crazy over it. And then it was proven to be a blimp. It was literally proven to be a blimp without a shadow of a doubt. Was it near Teterboro? It was. I think so. I think yeah. I'm not. It was. There was. There was. Um. It was. There was a, a sighting in New Jersey, and everybody was going crazy about it, and it wound up being a blimp. So. You know, it's like if you're living your life every day and you're looking, you know, for the, the federal government, you're looking for ways that they control you, you could probably find some ways, you know, but what are they really doing? What's really going on? How does it impact you? You know, and that's what we're talking about. Right. 
You know, you try to make, you try to do the best with what you're working with. You know, if you're worried about all the starving people every day, all day long, then you're not going to get anything done. You well, know? I mean, a friend of mine says, yeah, he, um, a good friend of mine says he will never buy a smart TV. And I said, oh, how come? He says, because they can watch you. They can watch you in your house and they could, uh, they could see every move. I said, really? I'd put those guys to sleep. I was going to say, and this is it. Okay, I'm so glad you said that. So this is it. So I've been talking about the NSA lately and the CIA. And people think that, you think that Americans are working overtime to watch us? <laughs> yeah, we have 330 million people watching 330 million people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, the, what, the CIA, they're probably on Reddit. They're probably not even going to catch what you're doing. <laughs> oh, they don't give a shit. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> they're probably know, they watching you and they're on their smartphone, so they're not going to see it anyway. I don't care. I don't care if they track me to Kingdom Come. You yeah, know, the only time I would it, care, <laughs> only time I would care if I committed a crime, I would say, hey, you shouldn't be tracking me. You know, Dude, like, you want to track me? You want to track me going to the pizza shop? You want to track me to go to the Christmas tree shop? And uh, go to the gas station and come back to my house. You want to you want to follow me around? Go ahead. I don't give a shit, dude. I'm you know I, honestly I'm kind of it's kind of erotic to me now. I'm gonna turn my yeah. TV on and take my clothes off. <laughs> yeah, you should give them a show. Why not? Be like, hey there, there, NSA. Maybe you'll, yeah, maybe you'll get two people watching. <laughs> Look, I shaved for Hollywood. I do have man boobs. Um, you know, you have a podcast. I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it a smart. I'm gonna just have a, a smart smart cast and just like do my show right in front of a TV. Just keep it off <laughs> and just say, you know, hey everybody, <laughs> I'm gonna take off my clothes now. Yeah, man, dude, that's a new category of porn now for Pornhub. Yeah, NSA smart porn. TV hub. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good. We're getting some shit done here. This is awesome. And yeah, but yeah. I, you know, that's it though. I mean, like the Snowden guy. Now. Honestly, uh, I was at first. I was thinking Snowden was part of it, but I think um, Snowden was just, uh, you know, I don't think he knows he got as much information as he thinks. I think he definitely got some information. I think what he did was a good thing, but right. I, I think it went a lot deeper than what he, you know, what he was actually access to. Yeah, I, I, I don't what know. Like you keep, you keep reading different things about this guy and. and you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what to believe anymore. You know, everybody it, says they're like, he's such a nice guy, though. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I, I, look, I'm sure people thought Hitler was a nice guy too. If you know, like, I mean, probably his wife and kids thought he was the greatest guy in the world. Somebody else was on. They were like, he's everything you'd want in a whistleblower. He's just, you know, he's a, <laughs> he's a sweet dude. <laughs> he's everything you want in a whistleblower. Yeah, but he's like hanging in like. What, is he in like Tibet somewhere? So I don't know. Oh, he's in Russia. I don't know where he is. He's somewhere. Yeah, um, he went to college. He majored in whistleblowing. Yeah, but but so anyway. So oh, oh, so I wanted to talk to you about this. Okay, so I saw something you posted about um your old like uh, somebody reviewed your comedy um tape from years ago. Tape C. It was probably a CD years ago. Right. And the dude was kind of a douche. He was, right. and this was when it really wasn't wokey, but it was kind of a good review. But he was just saying how how dirty you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Are you that dirty, kinda... Mister Brad? Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, it was like, uh, well, this is really funny potty humor if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> but how bad can it be, compliment. dude? <laughs> was, this guy, uh, was this guy a woman really or something? Good. 
It's a great CD if you like shit. What was it like? Was it a Pentecostal pamphlet or something that he? I don't, I don't know what the hell. That like, you like, were I written up in. Type of reviews. What was the publication? What was it again? Um, I think the one you're referring to is like Hudson Valley Magazine oh, or something. Okay. All right. And the woman, it was actually a woman. I mean, it was, uh, and she was very sweet. And she says, "Oh, so I want you to write a little something about your." Um, your resolutions for the new year and, and, and all that stuff. And, and I thought it was going to be a really nice little piece. And then I get it. I'm like, what the hell is this? You're like, my resolution is to bang you, bitch. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Oh. But, um. Like, that's what she know, made you seem like you're like a, a loose cannon or something. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it was, and I got a couple of reviews like that where, where they said, uh, oh, we thought, like, sketch comedy on a CD. We thought that went out with Abbott and Costello or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was just really, I mean, I had a couple of decent ones, but there were so many that were, like, they didn't want to just say, you know, yeah, we we enjoyed the CD and and let it be like that. They had to say, you know, uh, yeah, this is really funny if you're into shit humor. You know, like, but, but I mean, honestly, like these days, you know, uh, you know, for somebody to get a write write up like that is is a big deal. And you've got yeah, you've gotten I was happy to get a write up. I yeah, got a, also got, Cashbox Cashbox magazine did a little piece, which yeah. was nice. And um, yeah. I mean, I got a couple of nice things, and then there was always always something like in an article um, that they put on there. Um, that I was like, why did they put that in there? You know, it's like, 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 <laughs> I like the whole thing except for that one little section. Because you're a fucking comic. <laughs> I guess, yeah, you can't always so, be happy with everything, you so, know. So the reason why I brought this up was, um, uh, there's like a huge, just huge, like, wokey movement, okay? And I had talked to you and you said that's one of the reasons why you haven't been on stage in a while. Um, hmm. and it's, that's correct, right? You kind of expressed right, that to me I, a little and bit. I, and I, I think that's going to change when the pandemic simmers down. So, so this is what this is what you know. Um, my opinion about the wokiness is because I've been really paying attention to it the past year or so. Um, you know, everything's gotten very serious, and honestly, you know, what it comes down to is I don't want to say anything that's going to hurt anybody. You know, um, there's a couple right. words I used to say that I don't say anymore because people mm. I know told me they said, "Well, you know, it, it hurts me, it hurts my feelings and stuff." So I was like. Okay, I mean, that's part of life, that's part of growth, okay? But, um, so when I say I'm not going to say those words, I'm saying I'm going to try not to. Maybe I will. But, you know, life's about picking your spots. Right. And what, what I wonder with the wokiness is, who is it really? Because everybody I see really doesn't care that much. I hang with mostly comics, but I'm just wondering, it just seems like if anything was a media ploy, the wokiness is kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it goes along with the fear mongering. Like it's a, it's a, I don't want to get canceled kind of fear mongering type of thing. And I don't know. It's, um, I think people want to take a stand on something, even if it's like, even if it's like meaningless shit, you know, like, like, you know, well, that's my position, you know, my, like, but I have to be honest, like, like, like I used to do a gay character in my act and, um, I, I can't do them anymore for for a couple reasons. One, because of political correctness, and I don't want to. You know, there's there's a ton of gay people out there, and um, I don't want to upset them. It was, wasn't the whole there's idea a, of the hey, there's a, you know, there's a lot of gays out there. You know that, right? Sure, and my and my daughter is gay, so like like and so my that makes it gay. that that, that kind of makes it very uncomfortable. I made sure I had to make sure one of my kids is going to be gay if I was going to do that act anymore. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, so so like so there's a piece I used to do in my act. It was where I was playing a gay character, and it was you know it was called Homo Depot and stuff. Like it was just a whole yeah. you know. And I, I can't I can't do it anymore without without being a little self aware of of. You know, I, I I know a ton of gay people, and I certainly don't want to hurt them. Yeah, and, um, you know, and they're nice people, and they're yeah. decent people, and, I, and it's, it's, times have changed. Well, I think you know this is my my take on it. If you you know if you like making people laugh, you want to make people you know you want to have a good vibe. You know, and I've totally changed a lot of the ways I think about a lot of things. This is, you know, it, 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 I would say not changed. Everything has been skewed a little bit. I was very against the wokiness and the politically correctness. But um, I think now it's just finding a way. I think you could do the yeah. joke. You just gotta, you know, you gotta find a way to do it. You yeah. Know? Now let me ask you a question. That you, um, um, how far can I go with my language on the show? Yeah, you could say whatever you want. Okay. All right. So I did a joke uh, years ago, and um, I was a little uncomfortable with it because it was uh, I, I made I made a reference to black people in my in the in the joke. So right. I had some black. Okay. Friends who comedians, and I asked them. I said, "Do you do you find? You know, be honest with me. Do you find this offensive?" And they said, "Absolutely not. It's pretty funny." And um, so I did it on stage. Then I was walking out of a club. And there was a group of people ready to kick my ass. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you the joke. Well, <laughs> I used to say, <laughs> yeah. I, you want me to tell you? Ah, uh, you don't say <laughs> the N word, right? Um, no, I don't say that, no. Okay, all right. Okay, just, anyway. The, the thing is, <laughs> so like, is, 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 it's just some, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I won't say that, yeah. Um, and that's another word I never really used in my act. I, so never, that, I know, I know you didn't, that. but these days you just never know, Brett. You know, I don't do yeah, any no, editing on my yeah, podcast. That, I don't do any editing and I could cut things out, but you know what I'm saying, I, we're just chilling out, we're just hanging out. So go ahead, tell your joke. Yeah, so, so, so here was a joke, it was like, at the time, just a long time ago, um, there was a company called, um, it was a cigarette company, I think, I don't know if it was R.J. Reynolds or, or one of those companies, and they were going to put out a, a cigarette that was marketing geared towards black people. And um, so I said, oh, you know, uh, R.J. Reynolds or one of those cigarette companies is putting out a new uh, new cigarette, and they're going to market it towards uh, the, you know, the black people. And I said, but what really upset the black people were, was the, the Surgeon General warning on the side of the pack of cigarettes it says surgeon general warning the smoking of these cigarettes have been determined to cause cancer in some of you motherfuckers oh that's the so, joke that's it and and and, and, that, and that was that was it that was the whole joke and and then so people uh people half heard what what the joke was like like that and they just said, oh, I heard you say black people. So it's, oh, I, I was just going to say, know. that was the most offensive part of it when you're like, they right. did it for the, so that's what I'm saying. So you, you, like, there's a way you could be like, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, this, it's just like, you weren't, you were just trying to tell your joke. Right. And it also, it bothered me after a while, like, like, like that my punchline was motherfucker. Like, like that's, that's not, I, I don't know. I don't think that needs to be, a, that's not a, a great punchline. Well, it's just, you know, buzzwords, right? I've been working with this comedian in the city. Um, his name, I'll drop his name. His name is Joe Gorman. And a uh, okay. very talented dude. Um, you know, he's a, he's a featured headlining comic. Very, very talented. And, um, you know, he, he, he was talking, I was talking to him. He goes, yeah, you just don't use buzzwords. And you don't use mm. social constructs. You know, he's just, it's just not yeah. worth it. And right. dude, you know, I see this dude, I see him go up and he says a fuck here and there, 
But right. I never see any bad reaction to his comedy. And he's right. not a Boy Scout. But I, I, I've seen this dude probably go on thir- 20 or 30 times now. Yeah. And, I mean, I never see... All I see is smiles when this guy goes up. So, yeah. you know, I mean... It, Honestly, that has inspired me to like want to be like that, you know, to just right. get up and be goofy. I'm goofy, dude. Welcome to the goofy Anthony Quinn. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you know, look, there's, there's, it's not. It's it's like it's not what's being said. It's who's saying it and how they're saying it. And, and um, is it is it um, you know, is it really is it a who, who's who's the victim in the joke? You know, is yeah. he making fun of? You know, who is he making fun of? Or what is he making fun yeah. of? I mean, it's a whole yeah. bunch of shit. And, you you know, you said it all when you said they only heard half of the joke. And that's it. Right. A lot of times right. that's all it takes is for somebody to hear one little thing. They're miserable with their life or their existence. And they hear one little thing and then they want to go crazy. And, you know, to think that the media doesn't perpetuate that, I think, of course yeah. the media perpetuates it. But now I'm thinking... At one point, I thought it was a conspiracy that they they wanted us all um, to be divided. Um, but now I'm thinking it's just a sensational topic that they want to get ratings. They want clicks, dude. They want likes. Right. They still yeah, don't care uh, about uh, us. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. It's all it's all over the place. Like you know, um, it's on, also on different levels. Yeah, you know, look the news the news outlets are are all being run by by other companies and. and and they got to go where the money is. They got to, you know, they got to be entertaining. They got, they have to have good-looking people because they need to be easy to look at. Um, you know, it's all, it's all show business. You know, and and, and it's, you know, and many times it's show business being disguised as news. And um, you know, I, I don't really have that much of a problem with it as long as they're not blatantly coming out and lying. You know, um, that's that's where I draw the line. I don't mind um, a little bit of a slant, a little bit of bias. I don't mind a little bit of you know hokiness or, or whatever. That that doesn't bother me. But what bothers me is if it's an out and out blatant lie, and that's being you know you know uh, spread by 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 different outlets and different yeah. you know you know different people. That's that's just so so wrong. Yeah. And, well, um, well, I I, you know, I was just talking with this with uh, somebody I had on the other day. Okay. So what I try to do these days is I try to look at the whole thing. I try to look mm-hmm. at everything from every different perspective, okay? So now, if you're in a big uh, conglomerate news outlet, you know, whatever, like NBC, CBS, they're all against each other every day, right? They all have to get news every day, and they have to coordinate all these different people to be able to understand the news, to be able to understand what they're saying, to be able to do it on cue. And they have to do this every day and they have all these competitors. So, I mean, it's not that easy. It's not like they're like, yeah, tell them this bullshit. Tell them that bullshit. It's not like that. They they have writers. They have people. They're producing stuff because they want to have a job. And there are reporters that think that they're doing the right thing. There right. are reporters that are out there trying to get the fucking scoop. Absolutely. Right. But does anybody care about them? <laughs> <laughs> no, they just want entertainment. And that's what I'm saying. Like we were talking about, I had this really good guy, Ben Miller on. I'm going to produce that. I'm going to release it today. Um, and, um, you know, he was saying, I was saying about the YouTube, how I don't see as many of the debunkings on the conspiracy stuff. 
And he said, well, he does science. He's a, like a scientist, dude. And he, there's for his experiments, there's debunkings for that. And they're okay. current. So he said the conspiracy debunking people just have to get better clickbait. <laughs> and I think that's it. Yeah, I think if people don't want to hear the truth or they don't want reality, they would rather get themselves wrapped up in some crazy story. I think maybe it's more entertaining for them, less boring or something. I, I, I don't know. But I'm I, saying I mean, is no, that, that's, yeah. the, that's the original conspiracy. But I'm saying is there's people that are on the fence that would love yeah. to hear the debunking. But I think the debunking people aren't really, they don't really care as much. They don't, I think we have to help them with advertising, Brad. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny because the other night I got to watch something and then it, because of being on your show last time, it got me thinking of things and stuff. And, and uh, I, um, I saw this thing, I, I was like on, on the Reels Network or something about JFK and, 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 um, you know, on how the Secret Service guy put, you know, picked up his gun, and, and it was the same bullet, and it was the, like there was different bullets in JFK's head, like different style oh, bullets. Yeah, yeah. They, they said that. Is that the one that says the 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 Secret Service did it by accident? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That was pretty wild. That's a pretty interesting one. That's a pretty interesting yeah. one. But you know, whatever you know, I I guess the only reason to get to the bottom of those things, where you would like to get to the bottom of those things. Um, just in case, uh, if somebody really did commit a crime, you know, which which the crime was committed, um, that it's, we really would like to solve the crime, and and it doesn't look like, you know, that the the people are ever going to know. Some people maybe know the real answer. Some people don't. You know, and, and who knows if I know the real answer? I, I don't know. But it, you know, every time I watch one of these shows, I say, "Well, that makes sense." You know, but then I can watch the next show and say, "Well, that makes sense." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, the more I talk about these conspiracy theories, and the more I get into them and I watch them, um, I recommend if you see something, watch it three times. Yeah. The third time, you could usually start to see. The person's eyes aren't, you know, they're like moving around a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Or they're lying. You can just see the bullshit a little more. Um, yeah. <clears throat> well, it's like that movie years ago, um, The Face of Death or something, or, or where they're sitting at the table and they're like eating the monkey brains or something. Oh, Faces um, of Death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was proven, a lot of that was proven to be fake. I think the oh, monkey absolutely. thing might have been real. I, I, I proved it to be fake because I, I got the movie and I paused it and I slow motioned it, and I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe how much bullshit it was, um, because you could see, you could see the edit cuts, and when somebody's fighting with a bear, it's at a multi-camera shoot. I mean, they had that bear from every single angle. They had a camera in the bear's mouth. They had a bear. They, they had a drone flying over. Brett Eidman, I'm debunking faces of death. Exactly. That 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 was. I mean, it made for a very interesting movie. Oh, it was. Yeah, it did. It did really well. But I mean, boy, you talk about a line of shit. There was, you know, there was another one. I don't think it was a face. It was like a, a, a like a, a kind of a bite off faces of death. What the dude, project? The dude he jumped out of an airplane, and supposedly <laughs> now, I mean, who knows what if if it happened? But supposedly he was, um, you know, filming himself. And he was so involved in filming himself that he forgot to put his parachute on. Oops. And he just jumped out of an airplane and then he plummeted to his death. And I remember, I thought about that for years. Like, oh my God, the horror 
you know. Um, and and the thing is, Brett, is I'm a pothead. I forget about a lot of stuff. So, <laughs> I mean, what, what, what is what, what is the horror that the 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 guy didn't have anything horror? He was he was too busy shooting. But that's what I'm saying. I'm a pothead, and I'm like, fuck. I always forget things. <laughs> I know, but but, but the, the the guy who was doing it, he wasn't. He he got killed fast. You know, he was filming. He said, "Oh man, I got some great footage here." I always and wanted to skydive, dude, and now I just don't think I'll remember my parachute. But no, I mean, I remember your so so all those things now they get debunked, and then that kid that hurts everything, you know, because like that was supposed to be real, the faces of death, and it really scared. That scared a lot of people. You know, that had a big. But who but who said it was real? Well, I mean, you know, it, it, you're right. You know, that's a good. That, I when I saw it, I was very young. It was more right. like um, it was more like a snuff film. That that movie, right. you know, it was more like a snuff film. And I've seen oh, some shit. real, I've seen some real snuff films that are terrible, that are yeah. really, really terrible. So, um, but you know, like like it's it's no different. <laughs> I think those those films those films are basically like the beginning of like reality TV. You know, it's kind of like. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, it's almost like a documentary. I guess it was, you know, it's a fake documentary. Um, but that face of the death thing, like, and the same like with Blair Witch Project and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a work, dude. It's a work, right? Yeah, it's a piece. It's a piece of entertainment and stuff like that. And then yeah. you want to think that's real when when there's multi-camera shoots. You want to think a reality show is real when when. Um, when there, there's there's sound issues on the set and there's lighting issues and there's well, this person that says the wrong thing and they got to redo it and everything <laughs> that's not reality. But dude, look at professional wrestling. How big was professional wrestling? I mean, it's still pretty big, and everybody right. knows it's fake. I mean, it's not well, now fake. They have to call it, now they have to call it like sports entertainment listen, or something. Or yeah, let me let me back up off that. I mean, I there was time in my life I liked professional wrestling, and in my yeah. early twenties I used to go down to the ECW arena in Philly. And right. it was a lot of fun. I learned actually what wrestling is all about. And it is a show. And everybody knows it's a gimmick. And that's what they like. They like the gimmick. Right. You know? There's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. nothing there's nothing wrong with the idea that this is the this is entertainment. It's 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 core it's choreographed really well. And I got to re- I got to work with the wrestling federation, um for for a day, um, I was uh, I played Abraham Lincoln at Macho Man Randy Savage's bachelor party. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Wow, uh, what an meet- awesome credit! How was he? Was he a nice guy? It was great. Um, I got to meet him, Bobby the Brain Heenan. And, oh my uh, god! The Bush, the Bushwhackers, uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piker, Piper, um, uh, Mean Gene Oakland. Uh, wow! I, I, I'm trying to think who else was there. Jake the Snake. Um, oh wow! Did like, you smoke crack? Guys, Did you smoke crack with Jake the Snake? No, I didn't smoke any oh, crack. I never have. But you but blew it, it dude! I'll, you blew it. <laughs> I'll tell you, I was so so impressed with the, the entire production. I was I was I was impressed with how professional these guys are, and I was imp- I was just impressed with everything. Um, I was it was. Uh, <laughs> You know, these well, guys are beating the hell out of each other in the ring. And meanwhile, everybody's sitting down at the same table to have lunch. Yeah. You know, so it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just fun. And I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if people thought that was real, I mean, there's something wrong with it, but there's nothing wrong with having like saying, I love wrestling because it's so much fun. Yeah. Well, you know, I think the wrestling thing is just part of, it was part of entertainment in general, like the history of entertainment, right? I mean, there wasn't, you know, really, there wasn't really internet back then. 
So, right, you know, people, rest- but people thought it was real, and you know they were wondering, you know, who's going to win the belt, and you know, all yeah. that stuff. Like, but it, I think there's something, you know, there's something wrong with people that no. really felt that that was real. Um, well, they were I hoping. Mean, it, it, I yeah. think it's just like with the UFO stuff. They're kind of in a way. There's there's a, a very loose um, parallel um, where they're like hoping it's real. They kind okay. of want it to be real, but uh, they know pretend, that it's bullshit. Yeah. They want to go along for the ride. It's like watching a TV show and, um, you know, a scripted sitcom. Yeah. And um, you're saying, oh, yeah, I'm really enjoying this and everything else. And meanwhile, you're like, you're watching and saying, you know, like, I know when I sit there, I go like this. Well, they're kind of pushing it a little <laughs> bit here. But you know what? I'm being entertained. It's, it's, it's fine. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm not watching yeah. any TV with you, man. Holy fuck. <laughs> you ruin well, we everything, watched, dude. <laughs> we watched that movie the other night. Um from no um, you, honestly I watch Mer- very Meryl little some, yeah. I watch very Street. little TV um I really watch just sports and South Park that's me okay <laughs> so go ahead you were talking about the movie yeah so like um the movie was with Mel Streep and the guy from Key and Peele and then uh and had a really decent cast in there and and it was just like a musical thing the storyline was lame. That the whole thing, was, but it was entertaining. You're like, like, Dude, you know, the Meryl singing, the dancing, and, and you bring, you bring Meryl Streep. That's a big card right there. You you have Anthony Quinn if you pretty much have Meryl Streep. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> well, Meryl Streep was great as usual. I don't think she's bad in anything she does. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean geez. she's incredible. But but um, the movie itself was just entertainment. It's not going to win any awards. It's not. There was there was not a great story. It wasn't this? But it's just you sit there for an hour and a half and you're just watching and it's fun. Yeah. You know? So so when I was talking about before, like that, there was no internet back then. Is that th- they were performers? The wrestling federation when it was WWF, right. they had everybody's attention, dude. You know, like mm-hmm. they were able to really perform, and that's why everybody loved it so much. Right? right, the Macho Man. Millions of people were watching that dude and loved it. So it's yeah, it's, and and, uh, and you know what? These guys were. It was no different than like a band going on the road and doing gigs. These guys, you know, they would pack up the trucks and then yeah. uh, bring the ring to a certain location, set it up. Then these guys come in. They stay at the hotel. They do. You know, it's um. There, it is no different than being like in the road company of the Wiz. You know, it's like <laughs> it's it's the same exact thing. It's choreographed. Yeah, it's, it's like a Broadway play. Yeah. Yep. It's like a Broadway play. They've always said that it's like a you know it's like a, a, a yeah. crazy Broadway type of production. And right, dude, you have to be in shape. I mean, there's a lot of things. It's it can be a lot of fun. So I, I, I've always like I, I can I can watch it here and there, you know, and then and, and enjoy it. And oh, it's I get terrible such a now. kick out of it's horrible. I get, now. <laughs> I, I get I, I used to get such a kick out of like guys like you know the Undertaker and his whole shtick and and everybody had their own little thing going on. I think you know and, and also storylines. The and, best and, wrestling angle I ever saw in my life um, was when when they flipped Sergeant Slaughter. Do you remember that? I think so. When he was yeah. like. I'm bringing the belt back to Baghdad. <laughs> Dude, he couldn't eat at restaurants and shit. I swear to God. People yeah. were so mad at him. He had to like, because Vince McMahon called him and he was like, I saw an interview with the Sergeant Slaughter about it. And <laughs> he was like, we have an opportunity to do something here. Are you sure you're ready? And Sergeant Slaughter was like, I mean, if that's what you do, if you're a wrestler, you're looking right, for right. a good angle. <laughs> right, and that well, was. Like, you, do, do you remember? 
Do you remember the character Jameson that was on the wrestling? Um, it was um, he, he played like um, he played the manager to. Um, yeah, I know that guy. I met that guy. Yeah, John DiGiacomo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy who got me on the show. I, I used to be friendly with him. I, I haven't seen him in many years, but but uh, um, you know, he 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 was doing like a murder mystery um, type of dinner theater or whatever. And um, Vince McMahon was in the audience and saw John uh, doing his character, and just kind of grabbed John in the character, and he signed with William Morris, the whole deal, and um, was doing really well for a while. And then I don't know what happened to him. He fell off the face of the earth. It's just, uh, he was a really good guy. I, I don't know what, you know, I just don't, I don't know what happened to him. I don't see him around anymore. He used to live right around here. Mm, mm. And, yeah, um, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, I, yeah, that dude, I bumped into him somewhere. And mm. I think his kid is like a famous actor now or something. Really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Because like, John did some stand-up, you know, uh, he yeah. was doing some stand up for a little while. He was, he was pretty good. Yeah, so I mean, um yeah. but so I mean, so what I wanted to say was like I, I cannot stand professional wrestling now. I really can't. I don't watch it and you know, it's hard for me to to get into it. But it's huge and the reason why I'm really still talking about it is because a lot of the people that are wrestling fans are the same people that are conspiracy fans. <laughs> well, are they the same people that go to truck pulls too and <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I I hate generalizations, but right. it's just like you know, it's not enough to want something to be true, dude. You know, you have to you have to have facts to back up what you say. So. Yeah, that's what you know. That's the way you think, and I think you know, it's just nice to have facts backing you up. And but I, I think that people are okay just spewing at the mouth, whether it's legit or not. Listen, life's too short. You got to do what you got to do. You know, if you want to go, you know, see the WWE at Madison Square Garden, dude, enjoy right. yourself, you know? Right. But there's no UFOs, I'm sorry. <laughs> do, you, do you, actually, do you really believe there's no UFOs? You know, it's, dude, it's not that I believe it, okay? I want to believe in UFOs, and that's right. why I'm even a little stressed about it, Brett, because mm. how, like, they say, all the UFO people say 95% of everything is bullshit, okay? And... When you when you go into the, what if okay what if I said if you were trying to market your product to people and you said ninety five percent of this is garbage but that five percent <laughs> that's right. that's what you got that's what you're buying this for and it's just I don't know man you know so well I um I I think there's you know I think there's intelligent life out there somewhere and and if they're flying by so be it if they want to come down and say hello say hello. Um, <laughs> So you, you know, think that we, there's been? We think that there's been the same thing by flying around with our space shuttles and, and, and uh, you know uh, space station and everything else, and somebody else from another planet's looking up, going, "What the hell is going on up there?" So, you so know, you think? Listen, possible. absolutely, man. There's probably life in the universe. I don't even understand our reality, dude. Honestly, I don't know how much we even understand about our reality. Um, but is there space aliens and flying saucers that have been to planet Earth? Dude, I wish I you know I'd I'd like there to be. But Why it's not? just you know it just doesn't I'm looking at all the evidence they have. It's just not enough. Okay, and why would somebody come here just for the sake of coming here and then leaving? Like like why yeah. would they you know open up a 7-Eleven or something? It's it's the way the information is presented too. It's so spooky like they could be doing this and they could be doing that and then they have they have interviews with people, and you're only hearing a little bit of the interview. 
You're not hearing yeah. the whole interview. You're just hearing a sentence cut out of the interview. You know, they'll have um, uh, a scientist and the scientist will be like, yes, those rocks are gray. And that's all he says. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if I told you last time on your show that I, I went with a girl a long time ago who uh, used to say in the middle of the night. Oh, and, the pixies, um, yeah, yeah. The pixies, yeah. And, 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 and I said, well, what do they want? They, they're like, you know, they, they, they keep telling me to, to come with them. So I said, go. <laughs> go, that's right. No, I don't want to go. Why? You think they're going to hurt you? And she says, well, I don't know what they're going to do. I said, they come to your room all the time and they haven't done anything. So, like, like why are you afraid of them? They've already proven to you that they're not going to do anything because they would have done it to you already. So, so, okay, so this is the thing. All right, so... And since I've been doing this pot, this conspiracy podcast, and this is a loosely based comedy conspiracy podcast, but I know a lot about this stuff, and I've been paying extra attention. I've been talking to people, um, and I'm a you know I'm a, a aspiring stand up comedian. I I see a lot of different people. I talk to a lot of different people, and I have a mask on. Everybody, okay, relax. Right. <laughs> um, and I just ask people like, do you know somebody who's been abducted? Have you been abducted? And I don't find anybody, dude. I hear like a couple, you know, stories about people that saw stuff when they were little kids. Most of the yeah. people, it's when they were little kids, they saw something and now they're staunch UFO believers. And listen, man, enjoy it. But I'm just well, saying. I think, you're asking, I think you're asking the wrong people. I think if you went to a mental asylum, um, <laughs> asylum, you would, you would get some answers. Yeah, I saw some aliens and I also went up with them and they probed me and everything else. Well, that's why I like, I like having comedians on. You know, people like that are hustling, that have to use their brain, that have to get up in front of people and be sharp, you know, uh, because, you know, I don't know. I Can you be, can you write good comedy and be focused on aliens all the time? I don't think so. No. Well, you may, you, maybe you can, but it would be a very limited group you could perform for, you know. When they come, Brett, when those aliens come, I'm going to have some shit for them, dude. Holy, fuck, I got some big head jokes. Holy tell mackerel. Them to come up, tell, them, tell them to come over and pick me up. I'll go for a ride. I don't care. You guys got big eyes, let me tell you. Yeah, you know, we, we I don't know, we're, we're, we're so obs- obsessed with, with, uh, with aliens and this. Who, who, like, first of all, like, who are we to say that we're the most intelligent life form there is in the universe? I mean, it is, we have our own universe, there's other universes, there's all kinds of stuff. We, we... We may be really, we may be really advanced, or we may be really behind. We don't know where we stand. Yeah, I'm not. That's what I'm saying, dude. Is what does it matter? You live your life right. every day. Look in your community. There's probably hungry people in your community you can help. If you're worried about hunger, if you're worried about UFOs, go check with the local uh, airport. Right. If right. you care about now, UFOs, uh, I'm sure people have a local airport around the area. Go interview sure. those people. See what they see. Maybe they'll, you know, I'm just saying like there's so much people just want to point and click and believe and it's just not enough. Now, you think, uh, you think God works the other planets like he works us? <laughs> <laughs> Don't, you trying to, you trying to get me in trouble? No. <laughs> Dude, is that, I mean, is, is, yeah. is, uh, is God bless America that, that, that uh, America is so big that just God, just God bless us, forget everybody else. <laughs> Uh, you know, but that, and that's the thing, dude. Is now they're now the conspiracy people are tying everything in, all the yeah. books, all the the deities, everything. They were all extraterrestrials. They all knew each other. They fought with each other, and it's just I don't know. I mean, you know, um, 
now they're saying about the ayahuasca, right? All these like drugs that make you trip out. Right. I think a lot of times, you know, people probably ate something that made yeah. them trip out, and then they saw something, and then they draw it, drew it on a cave. You know. Now is that yeah. so crazy to no. to, to think? You no. know, I mean, but you oh, but aliens from another planet that look like a flaming bird came. I don't know, man. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's just, there's just, if you're going to say that kind of stuff, you, you know, you got to have more than they have. You just got to have people, more than they people's have. People's imagination getting really carried away. And, and um, or I don't know. I, I, I don't think in those terms, you know, it's, 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 it's really, when they say that's it's out there, that's really out there. Yeah, but you now know, it's, it's not just their imagination, Brett. When, when we were young, it was our imagination, right? Now right. it's gone. It's twisted. It's part of our culture now. You know, right. this conspiracy stuff is its own culture. And it's mm. shit. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I hate, you know, I don't want to be negative, man, but come on, dude. You know, it's rich well, people that just want to get rich and they're going to do whatever they can. They're probably cloning people. They're probably doing that stuff. They are. You know what? Or if, trying if you truly, to. Or trying to. If you truly to. believe in something... Um, if you truly believe in something, that's that's different, you know. Um, if and, and there also there could be something seriously wrong with that person, depending on what they're 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 believing in. Um, but um, I mean, look, do you think do you think all those preachers, those televangelists on on on, on TV are, are 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 real? That they really believe in God and they're really this I, and they're I, that? I'm or very they're just interested in Millions that. and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, and people are just being—they're taking their money, and a lot of times they're taking money from people that really don't have it. Um, um, that's very so, interesting to me. I'm very interested yeah, in that. Me too. I would be very interested to find somebody who I really thought, like Joel Olstein, somebody like him. Right, I'd right. be very interested to find yeah. out if he really, really deep in his heart really believes. He's probably an atheist. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, 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 um, I. I think that, well, first of all, I, I look at him in, in many different ways. I look at him as, first of all, he's a good performer. Um, he looks good on stage. He's got a nice-looking wife. He's got a big, beautiful house and probably several of them. And um, he he um, he also loses, uses a lot of, like, Dale Carnegie kind of stuff, how to win friends and influence people. And some of the stories he tells are nice. And, and you know, um, he really works his craft. And... And he's, he's really not that much different than a professional comedian or any kind of professional performer. Um, but there's, I think, you know, there's, there's bullshit thrown in there to get people to put their hands in their pocket to, to you know, he, he wants to get paid. Well, um, you know, and that's the I don't, thing. I don't, know if he's, I don't know if he's practicing what he preaches or, or he believes any of the shit that he's saying. Um, <laughs> probably doesn't, and that's, that's kind of criminal. I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I, you know... It's, it's, I'd be very interested this to see if he really does. I mean, you know, we all have to do what we have to, what, what we think is right. Um, but what a lot of times, like, okay, so they'll say the conspiracy, I like to like play the, um, devil's advocate, right? So they'll say the, the, um, Joel Osteen is part of it, dude. He's trying to control you. He's trying right. to just pacify you. You know, Joel Olstein. Joel Olstein is. But if you hear what Joel Olstein is saying, if you listen to what he talks about, he's trying to let you control yourself. His message is positive. He's not telling you to stay in. He. I don't. 
I he doesn't even talk about Jesus that much. Right. You know? Well, but he but he's also he's also telling you a story that's that's that really feels real and truthful and then you know, it's time to take a commercial yes. break and, yes. <laughs> and ask yes. for your money. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying is like he's definitely right. got his own angle, but if you're going to be paranoid about it, not that you are. I'm just saying is some people right. they like to take when you're pow, when you're when you're popular like Joel Olstein, dude, everybody wants a piece out of you. Wait till I get big, Brett. <laughs> Yeah, well, I you know I, I like these guys with these religious leaders who always <laughs> I like the cult leaders really particularly the ones who are who are like screwing everybody in their congregation. I just I get such a like that well, these people are so twisted in my, and and uh, have such mind control that they're screwing the guy's wife, they're screwing the kids, he's screwing they're screwing everybody. Well, I, and that's you know that's the thing is is, is people like I, Joel Olstein. Um, I, I have a feeling he's probably just somebody who had a, a, a decent angle and maybe he believes it and he's just rolling with it. He's just rolling with it. Um, a lot of the, um, like if there's a sex scandal involved with him, I'd be surprised. Um, but, you yeah. know, these days, who the hell knows? But the, I don't, I'm not surprised with any of these sex scandals because <laughs> I think you know, most of these guys are full of shit. The thing and I'm surprised is that I'm like not in on it. <laughs> Yeah, Jim Baker. Why didn't Jim Baker call me before that shit went down? <laughs> no. yeah. Why didn't he, he selling those those food buckets on his show? Dude, I would have got Jim Baker real prostitutes. Okay, fuck, he blew yeah. it. <laughs> Who am I thinking of? Uh, the guy, oh Pat Robertson. Oh, he sells he sells the food buckets. I think. Uh, Is on it, his isn't show Pat Robertson? Wasn't he like the Seven Hundred Club or something? Yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. And he's selling food buckets in case you know because the apocalypse is going to come and 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 you're going to need food, so you you can buy these drums of food that will feed a family of four for like a couple of weeks, and like <laughs> I don't know what you do after the few weeks. So, but, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You so know, so I mean, I think yeah. that's what it comes 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 down to is that you know Pat Rob even Pat Robinson right like he had people at one time paying attention to what he was saying, um, and now he's doing food buckets. Maybe that'll give him a pop. You know, well, he no, he's, really... he's, he's back and he's just as popular as ever. Right? Oh, is he? Well, okay. Actually, I don't, he's almost there. Okay. So I'm saying is so, so he's a, so he, did he use the food buckets? Does he really care about people? Did he use the food no. buckets to get a pop? To get back popular? Oh, yeah. Oh, no, he's, he's selling shit. He's selling shit. He's selling people on God and then he's selling product. Yeah. So, but, so that's what I'm saying is, you know, they, everybody has their stuff that they're slinging, man. Right. And, um, and dude, I think if you're slinging, if, if you got to make a living, people got to make a living, but you also got to be able to look yourself in the eye in the mirror, man. And people don't want to do that, dude. I, I'll bet your mirrors aren't selling that great these days. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to look at it. Yeah. Ah, that's a conspiracy <laughs> quote right there, baby. <laughs> that is, yeah. Nobody's buying mirrors these days. Nobody wants to see who's in that mirror. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just how much, you know, like, yeah. Um, I, look, there's, there's, there's a lot of, people doing things that are not making the world a better place. Um, on the other hand, you could say, well, at least these people that are going to, you know, Pat Robinson's and these guys, they're feeling better about themselves. You know, they, they feel like they're buying their way into heaven or whatever, whatever they're doing. I, I don't know, but I think it's like he's selling bullshit and they're buying it. Dude, how old is that? He's got to be like in his 90s now, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. But he's still on there. I watch him once in a while. And he, I was can't old fucking, he was old when I was a kid, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I like when they and I like when they go like they have their own little they own, they have their own little newscast 
and um, they go to the guy who's you know in the newsroom or whatever, and then it, it's the, the news with that real religious slant. It's it's great. <laughs> and I mean, so okay, so I think that's what I was trying to get at before was is when I when I I'm really seeing things now, and I'm trying to be as honest as possible, you know. Um, trying to you know, really see things clearly. And I really think that everybody's just got their own agenda. It's I don't think it's one global agenda, dude. I think it's a right. bunch of agendas. I think the, the, the media, you know, every single reporter like Pat Robinson is making buckets. You think if it right. was a, if it was a, a conspiracy, they, they would just do something for Pat Robinson to make him better. You know, they would use him as a tool. He had to sell buckets or he, like, everybody's doing what they have to do. They have to make the story sensational. Like, I used this example the other day, like the ghost shows, right? Have you ever watched any of those ghost shows? Yeah, a little bit. They have a good one. They had a couple decent ones or whatever. And then they get a whole season, right? Now they have a whole season. (laughs) Right, right. Where they got to make shit happen, dude. They got to make you feel like you're seeing ghosts. Right, it's almost like, and then they run out of ideas, and it yeah. gets really shitty. Well, it's just like you know, they never had like, an idea <laughs> with with with, uh, with stand up comedians. You know, back in the day, like like you know, uh, somebody would get a, a stand up special, and they had ten, fifteen years to work on their act, and then and work on that material, and and um, and then they. Um, you know, then they, 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 the the stand up special does so well that they give them another special a year later, and you say, "Well, that special wasn't as good as the first one." Yeah, because the guy had fifteen years to prep for the first one, and he had one year to prep for the second one, so it's not going to be as good. And then it happens all the time. If something works, let's beat the shit out of it. Yeah, and that's, that's it. Do. I mean, when you're you know, yeah, I all the time, dude. I used to be such an I'm I'm a big music fan, and I was such an opinionated like punk rock kind of guy when I was younger. And you know, my bands, Bad Religion is a good example. I don't know if you know who yeah, they are. They I were know, like, yeah, sure. They were like, um, uh, you know, they were like a punk band, and they signed with Atlantic Records, and now they're big. And a lot of kids that like them now that aren't even that young anymore, <laughs> but they yeah. don't remember the older stuff. Right. They just remember like this newer stuff. That's not that bad, but I mean, was I expect Bad Religion to go on, never get paid? Right. You know, was I supposed to expect them to be like you know, you know, we're doing it for the punk rock. We're staying mm-hmm. poor. No, man, they're on tour for twenty years. Yeah, they need like, to get paid. <laughs> that's like I went to see Springsteen. I've seen him a million times, but I, I saw him. I, I went with my wife to see Springsteen at um, MetLife Stadium, and he opened up with all old stuff. Like he did an hour and a half of stuff from his like first two albums, and stuff that my wife like was really not into. And um, <laughs> she got to she got to hang out for an hour and a half. Meanwhile, I was loving it because I've been a fan <laughs> of his for a million years. Yeah. And but for somebody like her, she was sitting there going, "Oh my God, what when is this thing going to start?" <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the Philadelphia song. <laughs> exactly, you know. So, so it's like I, I'm going like, "Wow, look at these, these rarities and, and things that he hardly ever plays." And an hour and a half of that, and I'm like, "That was so cool." And she's there going like, "When is this shit going to start? When when am I going to hear Dancing in the Dark?" So so let me let me ask you a question. What's the smallest yeah. venue you've ever seen Bruce in? Um, <laughs> the Stone Pony. Did you? Yeah, a few times. Oh my God, how was that? Oh, that's incredible. I, I was going to say, yeah, Broadway that's, twice. 
that's the shit life is made out of right there, dude. A lot of the bands I know, like, I've seen Bad Religion in, like, little places that were, like, sheds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that were not even close to the Stone Pony. But Bruce Springsteen, dude, I mean, that guy. There's yeah. people that would, you know, they go nuts for him, dude. I yeah, can't well, imagine I, what I it would be like to see. Yeah, I think he's the greatest. Yeah, I think there's nobody even close to him. I think he's amazing. Um, I saw him on Broadway twice. Um, you're a fan. You're a fan. Yeah, and I, I, yeah. I've seen him like on every tour. So, um, do you think he's yeah. better with the E Street Band or without? Give me the um, facts. I want to hear it, Brett. Tell me. <laughs> um, I, I, when it comes to band, yeah, he's better with the East. Sure. Okay. Yeah, he's better with the band. Okay. Um, all right. And, uh, but I like, I like, I like all of his. I stuff. think everybody I like would his, say that, but I just. <laughs> I love his solo stuff. I, I loved. Um, um, because I've seen him on the solo tours, I, I've seen him in all different types of situations, and he's always done great. Um, I've never, I've never walked out of there going, "Oh my God, that was that was a disaster." You know, I've always walked out going, "I can't believe he just topped himself again." How was like, he? I, I remember he did halftime. I remember years ago he did the halftime yeah. for the Super Bowl. Do you remember that? I'm right. sure you remember. Yes, that. sure. And I remember I was somewhere. I forget where I was, but I, I that was I, I was drinking back then, and um, and. You know, I remember the the person, there was a guy there that did not like football at all. And he was with this pretty good looking chick. And they were not football fans, but he was there to see Bruce. And he was right. the biggest Bruce fan. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think that was the first time I really got the gravity of how big Bruce Springsteen is. Um, like, you know, because the guy was just so into it in the way, like, he loved Bruce Springsteen more than this hot chick he was with. And she yeah, knew it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hear him. I hear him loud and clear. What? I hear him. I, I feel, I, I, I know what that feels like. Cause I, I think of Springsteen that way, too. <laughs> Which your wife's like, is your, wife, is your wife jealous of Bruce Springsteen? Tell me the truth right now. At times she is. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I play him in the car all the time. It drives him nuts. Oh my god! So you know, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, it's a little much. Yeah. So, so I think so. So that's what I'm saying is, I think like a lot of these, like you know, if you're a reporter and you report about conspiracy stuff, it's like Alex Jones, you know. And this is the thing, right? People ask me. That's the, one of the first things people ask me now um, when they meet me. And this just happened last night. Um, actually, somebody saw me and they were like, "Hey, oh, you're Anthony Quinn, dude. I love your podcast." I was like, oh, "Wow, nice. <laughs> really?" That's very nice. And um, and he was like, uh, "He was oh man, I almost, I almost, I almost, I'm so happy that that guy said that. I almost forgot what else he said." <laughs> um, oh my god! But what was I? What was I talking about? Wow. You know, the guy you know, said, oh, I love your podcast. And, and We're going to cut this out. This is great. We Alex got our first Jones. thing we're cutting out. <laughs> Alex Jones. Oh, Alex Jones. That's it. Yeah, Alex Jones. So they always ask me about Alex Jones. And what I say now is, dude, Alex Jones, I met Alex Jones one time years ago. And he was a slimy douche. And um, But I never thought he wasn't. But years ago, he used to come off as somebody who was serious. And somebody who was really believed in what he was doing. But there was always that like over-the-top cartoon character type of um, thing he had going on. But he had serious information. And then the Sandy Hook thing just killed everything. And I'm not, I'm not saying he was right about that. I'm just saying is that disqualified everything he's ever talked about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think 
If I was a conspiracy, a staunch conspiracy person, I would think that Alex Jones is diversionary, man. That he, if if there is a global conspiracy, that he's in on it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, he may be giving him too much credit. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I said if, I said if. Yeah, but I'm saying yeah. like you have to realize like when people think like global conspiracy, they're thinking all these people are in cahoots. So if that's happening, I think he's with them and not us. You know? Yeah, I, I he, don't know. He, he will. He, I'm saying he's part of the um. Part of the disinformation, right? You know, I think. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think he's bad news, and I, I think that um, anybody spewing out bullshit is bad news. The thing is, like years ago, he used to have very interesting information, and he would be places, and he would show you. I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's, but then again, that's it. He was trying to get rich. Infowars.com. I remember right. when no one even knew what Infowars.com was. And then yeah. it blew up. He was getting. I when I met him, he told me he was getting like a hundred thousand emails a day or something, something crazy wow. like that. So yeah. I mean, the dude he was making money, and that's the thing. If you're if you're in the if you're up to your ears with a conspiracy, and then you find out that it's bullshit, but you're making money on it, what do you do? Yeah, you keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's the that's the sad part, and and uh, you know. They uh, they they try something out. Look, like years ago, Dennis Miller was pretty cutting edge, you know, comedian, and, and uh, you know he um, you know he saw an opening in the in the comedy world of uh, of right wing comedians. There was really nobody, you know. You had your Bill Mars and and uh, you know John Stewart and and, and uh, Louis Black and all of those stuff. Like, like you had all these people on the left, and and there was really nobody that was famous on the right. And um, so Dennis Miller jumped in there and, you know, uh, became a right-wing type of comedian, you know. And, and uh, I still think he's funny. I still think he's, he's a great comedian. But he just saw um, a hole and said, I'm jumping in there. Yeah. Dude, Dennis you know, Miller, yeah. he's. Ta- remember when they put him on Monday Night Football? That was weird. Yeah. That was, you know, I mean, I remember him <laughs> warming up the crowds for Saturday Night Live and, 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 uh, and, and, and being on the show and stuff and, and like, like, but I, he I was huge, dude. He was in movies and stuff. He was big. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I mean, he's managed to keep his career, you know, he can still perform in Vegas anytime in Atlantic City and all that stuff. But oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, there's... He's got iconic status, absolutely. Yeah, he just went a, he just went a route that I just was not happy. Like, you know, like, but his comedy, his comedy was always like, his com- he's a very intellectual comedian. He's like his comedy was always like that. Like he appealed to the thinking man, you know. Um, yeah, it was like Doris Day on a motor scooter down the street. Like, 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 what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> My favorite thing was when Dana Carvey used to do his imitation of Dennis yes, Miller. Yeah, yeah. I that was that's one of my favorite things ever. Cha cha cha. That's right, cha cha. Yeah, that yeah, was that sarcastic. I mean, he was he was great, but I just didn't like the route that he he was the best like the, to ever the do right. the news. Who's better than Dennis Miller doing the news? Nobody on the Saturday Night yeah, Live. Different, yeah. I I, I enjoyed uh, Kevin Nealon when he did it. I also, yeah. dude, I am the biggest Kevin Nealon fan. I fucking love Kevin Nealon, but I don't think he did it long enough, right? What he do it for two seasons? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah, so I don't. I dude, I, I'm a I love Kevin Nealon. Um, but uh, Dennis Miller, um, and that's why I think he 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 transitioned to like his show because he was just great. He's great at satire, you know. He's yeah. great at it. 
So yeah, he was he was very nice to me back in the day. Um, oh, was he, Kevin Nealon? Yeah, he's just a super nice guy, and I I, I speak to his sister on Facebook and stuff. And he's, uh, he's funny, she's a sweetheart. He's fucking funny. He's funny. All right, so I think we're gonna wrap it up. All righty. Um, is there any plugs you want to give? I know you have your product, and you have you have some some stuff coming out or something. Plug yeah, away. I do. Um, I'm gonna be. Uh, this hasn't shot yet, but I'm gonna be on an episode of. Uh, and I've been kind of keeping it quiet, but I'll tell you. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be on the Godfather of Harlem, which is on the Epics Network uh, with Forrest Whitaker. I'm gonna be on that. Oh, we're nice. Shooting, we're shooting it in January, so I'm not sure when they're gonna air that. Um, and I have a. Did you meet Forrest Whitaker? No, I haven't. We haven't shot it yet. Oh, oh you haven't shot it yet. Okay, I, right. Okay. Go I haven't ahead. met him. I don't, I, and um, I'm not even 100% sure if I'll meet him. I know he's yeah. one of the producers of the you show, too. You never know. Yeah, you never know. When I get yeah. to the set, I don't even know if, like, if he'll even be there. But, yeah, but, um, absolutely. Yeah. And then I have um, a film I did a while ago called The Shimmer that's coming out um, as soon as this, the, the pandemic starts to simmer down. Um, and um, a TV pilot that I did. I mean, I did a whole bunch of things that haven't that haven't come out yet because they didn't want to put it out because of the pandemic. So I got all this stuff that I've got to put on my reel, and I, but I can't. I can't put it on until this stuff is released. Because mm. um, yeah, you signed non-disclosure uh, agreements. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want, you know, you know, um, you know, I can't, there's so, you're so limited on what you can do, like, you know, if, if something hasn't come out yet. And, um, and then I'm just going to work at, you know, putting my product out, you know, and, and hopefully that will get out sometime early in the year. Yeah, I was actually um, thinking it, about you when I got my, I got a call one day and my, I have had an agent in LA for a while and they were mm-hmm. like, we need you on a plane now. And I, you know, they sent me out there. I did some video game stuff. Oh, cool. I was out there for a week and it was cool. It was, you know, it was, uh. It was you really felt like you were in show business. What? You felt like you were in show business. Yeah, dude, I felt like I was an important person. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a great feeling. <laughs> Don't patronize me, Brett. <laughs> no, I, I, hey, look, I love feeling like that once in a while. <laughs> like, you know, when I did, um, I did Daredevil, which was on Netflix. When when I did that that series, I did one episode. And when I went down there, they started treating me like I was a kink, like like I had my own space in a trailer. And then when I needed to go from the trailer to the to the set, they had somebody with me. And if it was cold outside, they had somebody put a jacket on me. Like, and I was like, I, you know, I felt like saying to them, "Hey, don't you guys know that I'm not a celebrity?" You got a little like, taste. What? You just got a little taste, baby. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why are you being so nice to me? Like, like when I got there early in the morning, they said, um, "Would you like some breakfast?" I said, you know what? Sure, that'd be great. I said, what What do you have? They said, well, what would you like? <laughs> and I said, well, I don't know. Like, I like hot cereal in the morning. I said, yeah, sure. We have, you know, we'll, we'll make some cream of wheat or something. I was like, wow. <laughs> and, you know, 20 minutes later, they're back with cream of wheat. And, and, and I just want to say this right now, Brett. Like, Holy shit. I just want to say this right now. You can yeah. come on my trailer and hang with me whenever you want, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I'll be like expecting an invite to yours, okay? <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll hang out in each other's trailer <laughs> and have people bring us cream of wheat. <laughs> no, yeah, hopefully, dude. If I'm if I'm eating cream of wheat, that's a good sign. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. So, um, all right, and then you plug your plug your um your product one more time. ProMat ninety nine. ProMat ninety nine. Leave all those germs behind. Uh, your, can people get it right now? They can't get it right now, though, right? There's can't no- get it right now, but you can go to Promat99.com. There's a couple of videos of it, the the, uh, the prototype, and 
ProMan99.com. Um, and what's your window? And, what's your window for when it's going to be out? Just loosely, what do you think? Well, it depends on, how, depends on when I sign this deal. You know, we're trying to trying to knock this information out. Um, I I'm thinking April. So if you sign the deal today, when would the Mac come out? Um, probably in March. Okay. All right. So March, April. The, the deal's not going to get signed today, but but um, yeah. because there's still a couple of things that the uh, yeah. that has okay. worked out. So and by summertime. Have, you know, so by summertime, it should be. It should be. I, I sure hope so. I hope it's before. I hope it's. In, I hope it's by spring. All right. So we'll be expecting you to come on the next time with more of an update on your pro mat and uh, pro and, mat ninety nine. And and we we, we want a sample of the dirty comedy next time. We want to okay. know what was up that chick's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Up that chick's ass that wrote that review for you. We want to know. Oh, oh okay. We want to know right. what ruffled that chick's feathers, okay? We, oh, yeah. We, she's t- just, you know, <laughs> she's just being a word that we can't say on the radio. <laughs> we, we can say whatever we want. We just don't want to. We don't want to. We don't want to do that. No, I, I don't All use right. that word. All right, listen, we're going to go, but thanks again, Brett. This is fun as usual, and uh, we'll talk you to you man. soon, buddy. Thank you very much, Anthony. I appreciate it, and um, I'll talk to you online, and I'll see you soon, and, and stay healthy. All right, you're the man, dude. Happy holidays. Be good. Thank you. You too. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Brett Eidman, everybody. Yes, I like talking to that dude. He's a fun guy to talk to. He's optimistic. He stays busy. And, um, you know, that's that's what we need, man. You know, we need to stay busy. And we need optimism. And for me to say that, for the bitter, <laughs> not-so-great person I am to say that, you know we're in trouble. My name's Anthony Quinn. This is Quinspiracy. Cheers.